Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back in the uh, lounge. It sounds like we should be in a lounge. Uh, instead, I'm in a suite right now. I'm at Kauffman Stadium. Royals Rally 2023. We're halfway home, leading you up to K-State basketball. Look, I understand that the team across the parking lot's about to play a uh, pretty big game. Well, no one's going to have you covered more so than 610 Sports Radio, your official broadcasting partner of the Chiefs, Cody and Gold, Josh Klingler. Uh, they'll be in Arizona all next week, live from uh, Radio Row, and you're only going to hear that here on 610 Sports Radio. Okay, there. I said something about the Chiefs. Now let's get back to baseball. Text line is open. I'd love to converse with you, talk, uh, answer a few of your questions. Text line 913-586-7610. That's 913-586-7610. Your hopes, your concerns, your questions uh, pertaining to this club. Spring training gets started in a week from now. Uh, I'll be in Arizona next Monday as World Baseball Classic participants report to surprise on Monday. So Bobby and Brady for Team USA. Uh, I believe Aroldis Chapman's going to play for Team Cuba. Salvi with the Venezuelan ball club and then both Nicky Lopez and Vinny Pasquantino heading over to Taiwan to play for uh, Team Italy. Uh, so they'll report on Monday and then uh, after, uh, what, a week, two weeks, they uh, they head off to their respective camps and start playing the World Baseball Classic. Team USA, of course, captained by the great Mike Trout, I had a chance to speak with him a few weeks ago and asked him about well, what I mentioned to Bobby Witt Jr., how I really do believe that this Team USA, uh, Trey Turner, uh, you know, Bobby and Brady, of course, uh, but uh, you know, isn't, isn't Bryce Harper helping out and Mike Trout, Ken Griffey's on the coaching staff, so is Andy Pettit, uh, Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt, I mean, it, it, Clayton Kershaw, Adam Wainwright. I, I believe this World Baseball Classic, can have the type of effect on American baseball, young, the next generation of American ballplayers. I think it can have that kind of, uh, the kind of impact on that generation that the 92 Dream Team did um, for international basketball. That might sound hyperbolic, um, but with the squads that the USA, Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, Venezuela, even Italy, the squads that these teams are putting together, I think it's going to be fantastic baseball. So I was talking with Mike Trout about that, about how much do you hope that uh, that this team could serve as motivation for future generations. And, you know, what this team does is then handed down to Bobby Witt Jr.'s generation and then so on and so forth. Here's what the great Mike Trout had to say. Uh, I think it's I think it's huge. Um, you know, like you said, when you, you have – 
you have young guys that uh, the younger generation that's that's coming up and making a huge impact in this league. Um, you know, Bobby Witts, he's unbelievable. He's uh, he's he's a, he's a stud. He's going to be really good in this league for a long time. Um, you know, watching him play last year. So it's uh, you know, I think that's that's another reason you know being being a part of this and trying to make that winning winning culture keep going. Um, so in the future, you know, younger guys, uh, you know, see see how much fun they're having and you know, can just carry it on. Um, I think it's great for the game um, to, to have the young stars come in as well and to be with the veteran guys. I think it's uh, it'll mean a lot to them, and I think they're looking forward to it. And, of course, Mike Trout can serve as a cautionary tale to all baseball fans, at least baseball fans that have one specific player on their team that they believe is a generational talent, like, of course, Royals fans do. Right, we believe that with Bobby Witt Jr., you know, Rex Hudler likened him to Robin Yount years ago, and all Bobby has done since then is gotten bigger and stronger, uh, much bigger and stronger than I think uh, the kid ever was in his days with the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, and, and it's really not only Bobby, right? I, you know, Salvi is, uh, once again, as voted by his peers, one of the 10 best catchers in Major League Baseball. He's going to have his number retired. He is a Kansas City icon. And let's not sleep on the prodigious power of MJ Melendez and left, the uncanny eye of Vinny Pasquantino at first base, and of course, uh, the bulldog, I wish you would mentality of Brady Singer. Well, th these are all guys that I wouldn't be surprised to see as a centerpiece of a championship ball club. But as we all learned in 14 and 15, it's more than just Moose and Haas, right? It's more than just Gordo and Salvi. You need Dyson, right? You need Paulo Orlando as that late-game defensive replacement. You need a sure-handed defender up the middle, like a Zobrist or a, an Eski. You know, it takes all 25, 26 men uh, to build a champion. They've never been able to do that in Los Angeles, never been able to put those kind of uh, players around Mike Trout. And as we alluded to in our previous hour, listening to what chairman and CEO John Sherman had to say, listening to what J.J. Piccolo had to say, 2023, in their eyes, is about avoiding the pitfalls that Mike Trout and the Los Angeles Angels have fallen victim to. Identify your talent and attack next offseason to supplement what else is needed, along with the superstar talent of Singer, Melendez, Bobby, and Vinny. Text lines open 913-586-7610. That's 913-586-7610. Josh Stamonts, Daniel Lynch going to join us coming up in a matter of moments. Uh, Brad Keller, Scott Barlow forthcoming as well. Uh, we'll hear more from John Sherman, and we'll head uh, downstairs and hear what else some of these uh, Royals players have to say. Uh, now, Annie Rogers of MLB.com just had a chat with uh, J.J. Piccolo, who uh, reiterated what we just heard from John Sherman as far as my question of uh, contract extensions for some of these young studs that I'm talking about, the Bobbies, the Vinnies, Massey, Waters, Brady, uh, personally, I, I think it's going to be Brady Singer. I think Brady Singer will likely be uh, the first one done. Now, I, I, I can have a friendly debate on whether or not that's a good idea. Right? You got Brady Singer under control for another four years. We all know the fickle nature of the elbow, of the shoulder. Do you really want to plunk down the type of money that it's going to take to eat up those four years of arbitration and then maybe one year of free agency do you want to break off Brady Singer of a five-year deal locking you in at that price I can go back and forth I, I really can the the thing that makes me well there are two reasons why I'm willing to give it a thumbs up why I'm willing to give it a green light number one it's not my money so I don't really care and I like Brady Singer yeah pay him uh, but but number two is well if you were paying attention this offseason and if you you know baseball. I don't have to ask if you know baseball. You understand that pitching is the currency of the sport, right? We all, we all understand that. Never has that been more true than this past offseason when the average price for one year of a free agent starting pitcher, period. I'm not saying a great starting pitcher. I'm not saying, oh, well, you know, 
the average year of a Carlos Rodon. No, I'm not giving you that. The average price of one year of a free agent starting pitcher, $16.6 million. $16.6 million. So, yeah, if you have someone that checks all of the boxes, not just on the field, not just statistics, but the heart, the guts, the brain, the desire, the drive, the family backing, Brady Singer checks those boxes. And he's not going to get $16.6 million per season right now, not when you have him under team control for another four years anyway. No, you're looking for cost certainty. You're also looking to send the message to the rest of that dugout, the rest of that clubhouse that, hey, if you perform in this uniform, if you live up to the billing, if you lead and check all of these boxes on and off the field, we'll take care of you. John Sherman will take care of you. That's the message that is sent if and when a long-term extension is worked out with any of them. Now, the reason why I start with Brady Singer is, well, again, because of that $16.6 million for the average free agent starting pitcher. But you also start with him because of all this homegrown talent that we're watching out here, right? Now, Selby's already been taken care of, biggest contract in team history. But outside of Selby, Brady has earned it. Homegrown, worked his tail off, took the ball every fifth day, stayed healthy, handled his business on and off the field, served as a leader on and off the field, checks all the boxes. 913-586-7610 is the text line. 913-586-7610. What do you got? Yeah, bring it on over. Josh Stalmont, Daniel Lynch walking into the suite. Daniel, you're not eating. You can put this on. Let Josh Wolf that down. Oh, you're good, man. Hey, got to eat. Big fella got to eat. There you go. Yeah, throw those on. You got this right here. Nice to see you guys. Looking good. How you feeling? Feeling great. How are yeah, you? Doing all right. Daniel Lynch, Josh Stalmont, and we are all set up. Uh, what's it been like just being back? Uh, I mean, it's ice. It's not ice cold, but it's, it's, it's cold. It's cold, I'm sure, from what you guys are used to. What's it been like uh, getting back around the guys? It's been great. Um, nice to be back in Kaufman and, you know, get to spend some time with some fans and see the – See the guys, and, yeah, it's just getting excited. Yeah. Where are you at right now on your uh, calendar to wind up to get uh, revved up for spring training, Take-off Josh? countdown? Yeah. <laughs> we are DEFCON two days. So, we'll uh, be taking off here Monday. I live here full-time now, so we're uh, – we're excited for some warm weather. How different is the offseason with the – I'm sure you guys just got done talking about this, but with the rule changes, with the pitch clock, how how much did that uh, dominate your offseason, Josh? You know what? I, I don't think most of us actually care. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there 
there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. I say that with the kindest regard because it's it's an understanding of like the game is going to change. You, your goal as a professional athlete is to adjust as quick as you can, and that's to situations on the field, situations off the field, um, physical, mental stuff. So something that we change on the rule side is kind of like just adjust as best you can, kind of get there and and just do it. And I think that's what a lot of these these guys are doing is like taking the hands off approach, mm-hmm. seeing how the game unfolds. You're going to make mistakes. It's going to happen. Hopefully, you can learn from other teams that make them, um, you know, there's, there's going to be mistakes made. So it's just like one of those things as the adjustments are happening, trying to make those uh, mental mistakes as minimal as possible and continue to, you know, keep a clean game going. One of those things that's going to take care of itself in spring training. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I like to work fast anyway, so it's not, I think maybe for, I think it'll probably affect relievers a little bit more because it's more of a, that's what I've always thought. Yeah. Cause it's more of a, like, like a little more methodical maybe and and a little more time taking where I feel like the first five innings of the game you're kind of just rolling right you know five six seven it's all about rhythm right well well, what do I know (laughs) maybe maybe it's all about rhythm coming out of the bullpen as well Well, I I mean as as you start to see your last at bat come up you take a little bit different approach sometimes you know if you if you get up in that first at bat and yeah you know the game's not on the line it's it's not decided yet there's not there's no sway either way obviously baseball is baseball it's gonna you know change as the winds but, um, you know, realistically, like as you start to get to that seventh, eighth and ninth inning, you, st- you start to see a different approach because if you're down by two, you're down by four, you have, you have a different approach in the last at bat and that kind of mentality. And so I think you kind of have a little bit more importance, whether it's real or not happening in those situations. And, and I mean, it's just going to slow the game down. Sometimes yeah. you gotta think about it. You got to understand, you got to make their chess moves, match your chest. So it's like, just kind of like a little game of cat and mouse. Yeah, you know, I've I've, I've always thought that yeah, it was going to affect relievers the most because you're, you know, got a here it is and, you know. but the batters are doing the exact same thing, right? It's going to affect them late in the game the same way because, like you're saying, they're going to step out a little bit more in the eighth and the ninth when that's that's the game than they are in the first and the second. Yeah, I mean it's it's just going with the pace you yeah. know it's like as that game speeds up if the game's close if the game's on the line like there's a little bit more deep breath there's a little bit more focus that little intimidation factor kind of understanding you know heart heartbeats a little quicker type situations that um you know that's it's our job to slow the game down now the game is going to be slowed down actually it's going to be half you know it's going to have to speed up the process and so there's going to be things that are cut out whether it's stepping off whether it's the rosin whether it's figuring that stuff out and mm-hmm. sometimes when it's august here and we're all leaking and everybody's hurting there's probably going to be some leniency, and that's going to be on understanding of the umpires too, and and realizing that like when you try to speed a game up and it gets sloppy, it completely defeats the purpose of speeding that game up. So I think there's going to be a balance that as this progresses and as you kind of understand it, it, it can't just constantly be this go 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 thing because you're going to have batters hurting, you're going to have pitchers hurting, and all of a sudden these games are going to expound rather than compound. Yep. So no question. Josh Stallman, Daniel Lynch joining us here on Six Ten Sports Radio. Daniel, tell me about your off season that. Yours was one of the, I would say, handful that I was excited about because it was always present in the way that you spoke and in the way that you uh, would converse with us in the media. Nearing the end of the season, you're going to attack this offseason. Yeah. What's, it, what's it consisted of? Uh, I've been really happy with it. Uh, I definitely feel like this has been my best offseason so far just because I feel like after two years, 
you know, every year you kind of learn a little bit more what you need to do. Like I remember at the end of last year being like, man, I know exactly what I need to do. And then I, you know, went through it this year and I think I want to try to just keep doing the things that I was doing well, pick those things and also, you know, be honest with myself about what I wasn't doing well. Uh, and so a lot of that was just like, um, some pitch shaping stuff, some sort of working out my arsenal a little bit so that the pitches pair a little bit better together. And, Mm -hmm. Um, Sweeney and Bove and, and Stetter, the new staff, have been really great about helping me kind of understand what I want. And then, because I really wanted to be on the same page with them, because I, it's when you're doing things like that, it's a it's a big commitment, and to have communication and be exactly on the same page when you get to spring training is huge. Because then they know what you're trying to do, and it's not like, oh, I've been working on this pitch for four months, and then now all of a sudden they're like, you need to throw something else. Yeah. So. You say uh, get on the same page with what you want. Can you expand on that as far as yeah. what you want? I kind of just would l- like, you know, I would give them the idea of what, you know, hey, I want the pitch to br- – I want the ideal pitch here would be this speed with this sort of break or this and this. And then if I, – I wanted it to be- to make sure that they weren't like, oh, I completely disagree with that mm-hmm. or or maybe we should go this route because I just tend to work better when I feel like everything's moving in the same direction and it's not like – if I feel like a, a hint of – um, like hesitancy on the coaches, like on their sides, kind of being like, ah, I don't know, yeah. really. Um, I just tend to work better that way. Yeah. So that would they were great communicating. Josh, let me let me ask you about that coaching. Um, when you've when you've been around the bigs now as long as you have, uh, did you get to a point in your career where? Um, not that you're ignoring people, but, man, it's just coming from everywhere. As Daniel's talking, I can just think over the past few years, and you must have had so many people going, here's what you need to do. Here's what you, uh, In your progression, how have you dealt with everyone having advice to fix whatever needs fixing? It's it's such a unique dichotomy between, like, player and coach, and it never, I, I don't think it will ever change because you have a guy that is supposed to impact the lives of, you know, 11 or 12 pitchers at a time. Um you know, 13, whatever it is. Um, and every single time the player shows up to the field, they think that the coach is thinking of them first and foremost. And at most, you're one out of 13 yeah. thoughts. And so it's that understanding of, like, when you go into the situation, you have to understand, you know, emp- empathetically understanding what they have and what their job is and, and how you can positively impact your relationship with the pitching coach. And so as these new relationships develop – I better know my strengths and weaknesses before I come in and I apply those to what they already see. So working together, you're not having somebody do hundred percent of the work and I'm just sitting there listening. I'm not doing hundred percent of the work and feel like I'm not getting listened to and there's no input. So it's like trying to find that 50, 50 mesh. Maybe there's 70% and I'm 30% when it comes to numbers. Maybe it's like, I can't tell, they, they can't tell me how I feel. So I'm going to be hundred percent in that category, but looks wise, I can't self-reflect very well. So as we kind of go through these new pitching coaches and you, and you see in the minor leagues a ton, mm-hmm. like you have a coordinator, you have high A, double A, triple A, big leagues, and you have all these different eyes and sounds and ears and everyone's t- telling you different stuff. And kind of like when you get to a new situation, like I'm, I'm sure you're kind of referencing here is that being as open and honest as you can be with these guys is the, is literally the only way that we can get on the same page day one and start with this new staff and take off. Mm-hmm. Because like, Every single person here has a job. Their job is to win games, help us win. But if you're not trying to help each other, it's like the hardest way to go about things is expecting others to do things, and you're not picking up your end of the you know mm-hmm. your end of the deal. So you nodding over here? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think it's really important to to even use the example that I used is like for this off season. If I hadn't, I don't think that it's it's the coach's job to come to you and be like, hey you need to do this, 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 like they might do that. But like Josh said, it's like, it's just not all about you. Yeah. It's only all about, all about you to your, like, yeah. not really in that way, but more, it's like, you're the only person that's going to really dive in a hundred percent on your own thing. Cause other people just have other stuff going on. Mm-hmm. The majority of us didn't pick the Royals and, right. and naturally you have right. to understand that like that has, as we got here and we understood how we got here, usually a lot of us through college were kind of self-sufficient. You had to get to there, you had to do this stuff. And it was a lot of familial backing and kind of as you went into the professional side, you kind of went into your your own team mode where you have to understand that 
these guys are learning you just as much as you, and you kind of understand that you need to be able to fit the puzzle of this team as best as you can. That may not always align perfectly with you, mm. but it's kind of like the mercenary idea that like if I'm hired by this organization to do my job, how's the best way that we can do this job, knowing that they wanted me in this role type thing? How, how do you deal with um, like disagreements? And, and I don't know how often there are disagreements between the player and the coach, but I know I'm just – past few years just always inundated with with callers that say uh, you know if 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 this coach wasn't there so and so would be so much better and that might be true but I've always thought man this is your career if a coach is saying don't do this but you think you should do it screw you I'm doing it because I'm out here fighting for my life it's not really my personality to do that like I don't ever have disagreements really I think the ideal relationship between player and coach, like I was saying, is like where I, what I was saying earlier about like you bring ideas to them. Mm-hmm. And then I de- for me, at least, because I, I tend to have a lot of ideas would be that I have enough trust in the coach and the coach feels strongly enough to go. That's a bad idea. And because I tend to overthink and and want to change stuff. And so the ideal relationship for me would be if he comes to me with something, I know it's in my best interest and it's well thought out. He's right. not making some like, you know, like quick decision yeah, to being, change something. Being open to change is almost like a double-edged sword sometimes. Right, yeah. right. Because a lot of times people will come and, and, and uh, we do it to ourselves a lot because you have a couple bad starts. And in this in this scope of the season, it's only two bad starts. Right. You don't want to like, especially if you've been really good before, where you have to be have a relationship or ideally you'd have a relationship that was like, Hey, I think I want to throw this slider and just being like, you know what? Your slider's really good. Let's stick with it. But also feeling like, well, my slider's not really good. It's getting crushed. Right. You know, not right. that, not and sure. That's just an example, yep. but that would, that would be ideal. And that's like, like Josh said, like being open to change is kind of like a lot of times the best guys are the ones that stick to what they want to do and just believe in it yeah. and it just, and do it as long as it works. I, I, I find it interesting the you know, listening to Zach yesterday, talk about his off season and trying to get better at this or that. And, you know, Josh, I would think the internal battle of, I always want to get better, always want to evolve, but don't want to forget what made me a big leaguer and got me here. Yeah. I mean, it's so easy to bring up all the terms that kind of float around this industry of like, if it ain't fixed, don't, or if it ain't broke, don't fix it type right. thing. And so you, you go to, an interesting category when you start talking about this stuff because as our bodies adapt and evolve and change there there is nothing that I can go back and, and take my 20 year old self right. and go back and do exactly how I did there because I've actually changed things I've adjusted things I've I've diminished things because you know as those bodies like physiologically change there's adjustments and like mm-hmm. we talked about this game is literally just adjustments and constant constant off-season maintenance and there's some things I did this off-season that I regret not necessarily today, but maybe in six months, but I can't, you know, I can't apply that to myself today. The dramatic irony at ideals of like knowing something that I didn't know at the time. So it's like going forward with this um, open-ended approach to change, allowing the people around you to trust them full wholeheartedly. Because like when we're out here and grinding, I need somebody that I don't care whether it's going to hurt my feelings or not. Mm-hmm. I have to be perceptible to what they tell me, apply that truly believe it when I go on that field because like if I don't it just it doesn't work and it's just it's an understanding of like you can't you can't fake it and and that's and that's a big part of it I'm listening to uh it was it MLB network one of those and they were talking about Granky and they're saying that's why he's so uh appreciated in clubhouses is because it's the truth, and it comes from a good place, and whether you want to hear the truth or not, that's what he's given you. Yeah, I was talking to Yarbrough about this last night, actually, but it always bothers me because what's put out is, like, Zach saying something that comes off overtly negative. Yeah. But a lot of times that, like, dead honest truth is completely the opposite. Like, I, I, I can remember um, I pitched against Chicago last year, and I think I gave up, like – I went, like, four and a third and gave up three runs. And I – kind of like just wanted to hear Zach's thoughts and I was like man I was just terrible I was awful today and he was like well I mean if, if you were he's like yeah you were awful but you only gave up three if you're awful and you only give up three runs and four and a third like that's pretty good Agreed. and so that like that doesn't get out there as much but there's a ton of that where it's like very positive and he kind of everything is the truth mm-hmm. and so he, whether it's a negative or a positive he's going to tell you yeah uh Talking with Bobby earlier, he was saying, uh, you know, in April he was putting a lot of pressure on himself. Uh, you know, team hadn't won a lot. 
he was supposed to be the guy, mm-hmm. so he did. Did either one of you guys feel that over the course of you know last season when you know inside the clubhouse it it at times felt tense. The winds aren't piling up out there. Uh, Daniel, when, when you're taking the hill, how, how, how did you or did you fall victim yeah. to the I got to fix it all? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I felt like, one, like I put, a, I put the most pressure on myself. There's not – so that was a burden because I'm like I'm not doing what I know I'm capable of, and I can't really figure out why, which was really frustrating because I just didn't feel like I had – I couldn't figure out why – because I felt like I was putting in good work and I was going out there and I was like pitching a lot of innings in my starts, but a lot of times at the very end, they just turn around. I'm like, God, why is this happening? Right. And that def- I, I definitely pressed because I'm like, I'm not going deep enough. Into- I, I, I wanted to be the, you know, I was watching Brady go out there and do it every time. And that was like, you know, I'm like, well, you know, I, if this, the team needs me to do that too. So I would get, you know, frustrated. I could be in the fourth inning and have be at 82 pitches or something. And I'm like, God, I got to find a way to get through the six. And that just takes you out of the present. Mm -hmm. And it, that completely takes you out of like, you had starts where you did grind. Right. Did that thought not pop up in those starts when you did find yourself? All right, I got to put my head down and give him six. Yeah. I can't remember against Oakland. I threw a lot of pitches in the beginning of the game. And I just was like, I'm just going to throw every pitch right down the middle. (laughs) Cause I'm like, this is, this is the only way they need me to, because a lot of times you know the bullpen's short or something that plays a factor because you're like, mm-hmm. they need me to go six innings today. Right. And so, yeah, absolutely. And also just being like the, you know, coming in with a lot of – all of us coming in with sure. a lot of expectations. And mm-hmm. it doesn't happen overnight for a lot of people. So, yeah. it's – you know, you, you, as, a, as a competitor, you want it all right now. And I know the fans want it all right now and the coaches and everything. But, you know, sometimes you got to be patient and be realistic with yourself. Josh, I mentioned that clubhouse. Was it – Zach said it was the some of the most fun he's had in his career. He's been around for 20 years, so that that speaks positively about the people in that clubhouse. Um, better, worse, the same as as the Royals clubhouses you've been a part of previously. You know, it's it's super interesting to start comparing those dynamics because you 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 yourself are looking at it from a different perspective. And I think like, that's the hardest part is like, if I look at it from my perspective of last year, where uh, I didn't feel like I was doing my part in the second half, I am from an injured standpoint. I, you know, it's like that perception is always going to taint what it is. And so you kind of have to take a step back and, you know, remove those biases from whatever it is. So if you're being successful yet, the team isn't, it's really hard for some guys to separate themselves from actually what's going on with themselves and be, like you said, be present and understand that like team may be going through a really tough stretch, but you're just nails. Yeah. And it's all rainbows and butterflies and like the vice versa goes, the team could be actually playing really well and you're going through a tough stretch and you're the, you know, you're the one in the corner kind of kicking the dirt when the team's winning and understanding that dynamic and separating yourself. And like, I always, I use this all the time and I say, there's player Josh and then there's human Josh when the Jersey's on and I'm on the field, I'm part of the team. I do everything. And then there's a human side of me that's going to deal with whatever else happens with the job and the outcomes of that. And kind of being able to separate those and know that like when I'm on the field, the only thing is winning competition and giving everything my got. So it's like, if I give a hundred percent every single day with a positive attitude, I get to close the book on player Josh every single day with a good outlook because mm. I don't have to sit there and worry about giving two more percent doing anything harder um human josh gets to deal with whatever it is when i get to home and and deal with the the actual stuff that comes with being you know a person and on this field like we don't go in a box and they close the door (laughs) and then the next day they open it back up and say hey you get to go play now like you know i got family dogs every everything's Mm -hmm. is still going on outside the scene so you know kind of knowing that and applying that to that that clubhouse aspect i think is the hardest thing to do um but i mean this is a young team they're comfortable with each other which is you know, a lot of times had good and negative approaches to the word comfort. Mm-hmm. Um, you get too comfortable, yeah. that's going to be a negative thing. No but doubt. if you're very comfortable, a lot of times it's easy to just go out and do what you're told because there's no external pressure yeah. and stuff like that. So um, this is a this is a fun clubhouse, and I, I, I do agree with Zach. Well, player Josh and uh, human Josh both had to deal with injury and, and COVID and a, a lot over the past few yeah. years. Did that ever rip? Any joy of I think this game from you? It's, it's a learning experience. And I think, like I said, there's, there's player Josh and there's human Josh, but there's also two different things of passion and profession. And as those kind of get blended together, because when you leave college, 
your passion starts to blend into this profession and it's a job it's a it's it's no longer this kind of you know wisp of whatever like you're you're on the trails of your dream and and your your goal is to chase it and just like many dreams you have no clue what's going to happen around the next corner type Mm -hmm. thing so as you kind of go about this and as you go down that rabbit trail you know understanding that like the passion and profession balance and the emotion that i have on the field and the emotion i take off the field you really have to draw the line in the sand because I'm not going to take anything I have on the field home to my wife. Mm -hmm. She doesn't deserve that. She Mm -hmm. doesn't have anything like that. So it's like, I have to be very, very cognizant of understanding, you know, the separations when, when I'm not feeling good and I'm, I'm hurt on the field and I'm performing as such, I'm, I'm given hundred percent. Maybe my hundred percent is not good enough to get a big league hitter out Mm -hmm. and understanding that and actually being able to kind of apply that to my, you know, actual life is so much harder than, you know, it is to put on paper and, right. and actively enjoy that and, and separate those so that I can still be, you know, present, like you mentioned, yeah, and still be there in the clubhouse, outside of the clubhouse, regardless of my performance, just to continue that, you know, snowball rolling. So you're not going to stop that momentum. Are you able to leave it at the ballpark or does the wife hear it every once in a while? Oh, uh, I don't talk about it. But, <laughs> okay, uh, okay. I mean, my, my wife, we've been together for since high school, so right. she she knows – Oh yeah, she can. She can. She can sense it, and then I, and it's it's really hard for me. Uh, I've gotten a ton better at it um, because I actually find that I'm better if I act. If I like, I used to think that I could figure everything out. Um, Didn't we all? Yeah. Yeah. So it was like I thought that I could just like sit and think about something and figure it out. Whereas like sometimes it's just best to leave. It's it's really hard, but um, and I've gotten so much better. um, But like, yeah, Millie knows if. She she can sense if I'm feeling a certain way, mm-hmm. um, and she'll be like, "Do you want to talk about it or no?" And usually it's no, right. but I try not to. And I think this year will be better because I think like thinking about what Josh said about if you just go and do your job the best you can, that's all you can do. And I I think doing my job, the perception of it has changed a lot from playing with guys like Mike Miner and Wade Davis and them talking to me about because I'd be like, "Man, you know, I only went I went six innings and gave up four or something," and they're always like. You know, like those guys, like that's a that's that's part of the job too. Yeah. Like you're not gonna go seven innings and punch out twelve every time. But if you can take, even if it's five runs and you grind for six innings, you do, so like I think changing the perception of I'm gonna expect to go out and go seven innings and punch out twelve when mm-hmm. I go out there. Mm-hmm. But if I give up three in the first, it's not. You can't think about oh my starts ruined because it's not seven innings. Now it's like all right, I need to make it through six innings. Right. And next then, pitch, next pitch, next right. pitch. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it changes. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It, it, it makes it easier to like put like go home at night and be like, you know what, I didn't, or maybe I threw forty pitches in the first inning and I only got through four and a third, but at, at least I did more than was expected right. in that certain situation, and that helps me for sure. Daniel Lynch, Josh Stallman, Crafty's giving me the eye. Gotta let you guys go. Appreciate uh, you yeah. swinging by. Enjoy the rest of uh, absolutely Royals Rally 2023. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thanks Cloudy, Have a good one. There you go. Daniel Lynch, Josh Stallman, joining us here on 610 Sports Radio. Quick timeout. We're back with more live from the K after this. You're listening to Royals insider Josh Vernier, live from the Royals Rally at Kauffman Stadium. If you miss any of the show, everything is on demand in the All Things Vern channel at 610sports.com and the Odyssey app. Your home for Royals baseball. 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back live inside Kauffman Stadium, Royals Rally 2023. My name is Josh Vernier, 610 Sports Radio's Royals insider. Heading out to spring training on uh, 
Monday? Well, not Mo- Monday after the Super Bowl. And, of course, you know we got Radio Row covered. Cody and Gold will be out there. Josh Klingler is on the Chiefs broadcast, so you know he'll be out there as well. We have the big game. We have Chiefs-Eagles covered all week long. Uh, tomorrow, after hours with Dusty Likens, starting up at 10 a.m. And then, of course, 6 to 9, 6 in the morning, 9 p.m. every single day right here on 610 Sports Radio. Radio, we're getting you ready for the big game, okay? There's your football talk. Let's get back to the Royals. Text line is open for you, 913-586-7610. That's 913-586-7610. Scott Barlow and Brad Keller will join us coming up in our 1 o'clock hour. Uh, Daniel Lynch and Josh Stallman have already stopped by. Brady Singer and Bobby Witt Jr., uh, as well as Michael Massey and MJ Melendez. If you missed any of those conversations, you can find them on the All Things Vern page on the Odyssey app or at 610sports.com. Again, 913-586-7610. I was out at Kauffman Stadium yesterday for the Zach Greinke introductory press conference as he inks an $8.5 million one-year deal to return to Kansas City. $7.5 million worth of incentives. Wouldn't be surprised to see if Granke making, uh, you know, around 12, 13, 14 million dollars by the time this season is complete. And as I said earlier, if it wasn't for the return of Zach Granke, ladies and gentlemen, I, I don't know what I would have done. Because it would have been absolutely impossible for me to even present the notion of the postseason in 2023. It would have been laughable for anyone in Kansas City Radio to get on the air, to get on television, to, get, to speak in front of people discussing a wild card berth or a division title. Now, it still may be laughable in text line. I, 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 a lot of uh, angry sports fans right now in the text line. Listen, I'm not telling you that you should expect to compete for the wild card. I'm not telling you that you should expect to compete for the division. I'm not even saying that you should expect an above 500 record in 2023. That's their job. That's what J.J. Piccolo should be doing right now. That's what John Sherman should be doing right now. You heard Bobby Witt Jr. earlier saying, hey, everyone's talking about 2024, and we're going to be good in 2024. We're not thinking like that. You heard Michael Massey. Uh, dismiss the, the the notion of, of how young they are and all oh, they're young and they uh, not buying it. You heard MJ Melendez, man, we've won our entire career coming up through the minor leagues, just like those last group of champions did in Kansas City. We've won and we expect to win here again. So it's the team's job to tell you that a winner is on the way. That's not my job. My job is to... Um, weed through the BS, and to do my best to call it like I see it. And if there was no Zach Greinke, this team would have absolutely no shot. With Zach Greinke, it's going to take some mental gymnastics. It's going to take some wishing and hoping and maybe a few prayers. But I can formulate a way in which this team is competitive in July, in August, and in September. Now, I'm not going to lay it all out right now because, um, again, that's not my job. My, my job isn't to sell tickets or to get you a hype about Royals baseball. Um, but at least I can. At least I can uh, on opening day at the beginning of spring training. I can envision it away. I can envision Brady Singer improving. Okay. Brady Singer being an All Star in 2023. Zach Greinke duplicating what he did in 2022. I can envision Jordan Lyles giving this team 160 plus innings of a four and a half ERA which might not sound all that impressive, but man, the 160-some-odd innings taken off of you know the bullpen and the rest of these young arms, the Boobiches and the Heasleys and the Hernandez and Daniel Lynch, and it's not all on them to do it again. We're not looking at that 2018 draft class saying, guys, come on, you got to do it. 
which is what we've been doing over the past few seasons. Brady, Lynch, Heasley, Bubich, Kowar, either you guys figure it out or we got no chance. So, no, I, I can envision the rotation giving you a chance to win most nights. I can envision the bullpen locking down wins. You know how I feel about Scott Barlow. You know uh, the high regard I hold him in. You know the, the smoke that comes out of the right hand of Josh Stallmont. You know the Hall of Fame resume of Aroldis Chapman. I'm interested in his motivation, his decision to sign with Kansas City. I'll be interested to see his drive and what he wants out of his stay in Kansas City, but it's not hard for me to imagine Aroldis Chapman locking it back into that all-star closer form that we've seen so often over the past decade. I mean, I can go, uh, Dylan Coleman, are, are you telling me there's someone in that bullpen with better uh, all-around stuff than Dylan Coleman? And then you throw on top of that Amir Garrett, another lefty throwing cheese? Taylor Clark was nothing to sneeze at. He was terrific in the second half of the season last year. I mean, there's six relievers that I can envision being above average arms. So, again, it's not impossible. And that's, sadly, all I wanted coming into this season. Just give me hope. And the Zach Greinke signing gives me that sliver of hope that at least will get me to opening day, will get me hopefully through the end of April, end of May, into June, and we'll see what the team does then. Now, I'm not going to be screaming and crying and and yelling and angry all year if indeed this team does find itself with another losing record. Now, once the writing is on the wall, once the records speak for themselves, sure, I'll I'll join the rest of you and start – Viewing this team through the lens of 2024 and 2025, but did any of us start following baseball? Did any of us fall in love with Royals baseball as a kid? Because we wanted to see anything other than our team win? No. I'm not going to start a season talking about 2024 or 2025. I'm here for this team to win in 2023, and if they don't, we'll hold the certain people accountable, or we'll turn the page to 2024 and and start to embrace this evaluation season of 2023. Here's what General Manager J.J. Piccolo had to say about his uh, pitching staff, the offseason of acquiring Ryan Yarbrough. Jordan Lyles, Aroldis Chapman, and of course, Zach Greinke. I think early on, we our thought was, how do we secure more innings on the front end with starters? Uh, we know we've got a, a core of pitchers that are going to continue to get better, um, but there was a lot of pressure put on our bullpen uh, throughout last year. Uh, but with the addition of Jordan Lyles, Ryan Yarbrough, uh, Zach, I think we've secured the front end pretty well. Um, there's still good competition that's going to be had uh, with Brad Keller and Daniel Lynch, Chris Bubich, John Heasley, not to leave anybody out, but it, but we want a competitive environment. And I think when you have guys that have done it for a number of years, like Zach and Jordan have, um, there's comfort and we're deeper than we were last year. And that's a good thing for us. Uh, the other part of that was you know trying to address the bullpen. Um, you know, when we have leads after six innings, seven innings, starters deserve wins. And we tried to address our bullpen. And I still think there's going to be an uptick in performance uh, with the guys with more experience. So, uh, but it does feel a lot better. And when we look at our roster right now, knowing the depth we have uh, headed into spring training. Royals GM J.J. Piccolo there. Now, I know uh, I got to get to a break here, but but I want to continue this conversation and, and continue to uh, use this final hour as, as almost a, a sort of, uh, to be quite honest with you, therapy for myself. The internal dichotomy that I got going on right now of uh, really what I've been discussing. Unwilling to concede before the season starts. I mean, th- that, that's my overriding, overriding uh, feeling right now is... When that little kid screams, play ball on opening day, 
I'm sitting down getting ready for the Royals to compete, to not only win that game, but to compete to win the season, to win the division, to win a wild card spot. So there's that portion of my Royals fandom, Royals media, that faction of my uh, internal baseball dialogue. There's the, man, it's the beginning of the season. There's no way I'm waving a white flag before you've even played a freaking game. But then there's also the other side, the, as J.J. Piccolo has talked about, the evaluation of 2023. And I, I... There's no player that I think um, highlights that juxtaposition of those two um, discussions that are happening inside of not just me. I have to imagine all of you Royals fans. You understand that, boy, there's a lot of question marks out there, but you refuse to start a season waving a white flag. I think there's one player that highlights that juxtaposition more than than anyone else really that has come through this city in quite some time, and that's Edelberto Mondesi. And why I'm uh, displeased with the trade of Edelberto Mondesi. I understand it. I understand it. I understand the evaluation. We got to get into this. We got to get into Edelberto Mondesi, Michael A. Taylor, uh, trading away big league talent I mean, I, uh, you know what? I need your help. We'll get to it after this quick timeout. I'm Josh Vernier. This is Royals Rally 2023. Quick timeout. We'll talk more about Adalberto Mondesi. Hear more from John Sherman. Um, talk a little bit about Aroldis Chapman. And my big question about um, the big lefty coming into this 2023 season. Also, Scott Barlow and Brad Keller will join the show as well. That's all coming up next. You're listening to Royals insider Josh Vernier, live from the Royals rally at Kauffman Stadium. If you miss any of the show, everything is on demand in the All Things Vern channel at 610sports.com and the Odyssey app. Your home for Royals baseball. 610 Sports Radio. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.